0: Interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. This is Friendly Fire with Stu Kurds, on the Voice of Lincoln, fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN.
1: Good Saturday morning. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. Uh, glad to have you along. Uh, I am uh, uh, doing a lot of traveling these days, so I'm squeezing in some of these programs. And uh, uh, yes, as even as this airs, I'm going to give away a secret here. As this episode airs, I'm going to be in Florida, and I looked at the temperature for Saturday in Florida, and it's like it's supposed to be like 82 degrees where I'm at. So I know we're having a heat wave here, but I'm going to experience the real heat wave. And do I feel sorry for you? No. If you want to enjoy the heat wave, you got to do it yourself. You got to find an excuse. You got to go south. And uh, and and I bet I bet many of you actually are already planning on it and doing it. I have uh, my cousin who lives out uh, in Las Vegas was uh, was having fun with me about how he was suffering in 60-degree weather. And uh, while he knew, well, he knew very well that it was like 10 below here. But I'm getting even. I'm going south, and we're going to enjoy the, the warmth uh, for at least a couple of days. But uh, enough of that talk. It is uh, great to have in studio with me. Uh, not only a friend, but a neighbor and, uh, and an entrepreneur, uh, I've got in studio today, Jeff Kaiser from Camp Sunshine. How you doing, Jeff?
2: Doing great, Stu. It's so great to be back here with you. Yeah.
1: There, uh, boy, it's been a while, but, uh, we've, we've talked, we've talked on the radio before about Camp Sunshine a little bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think we were talking about some of the history of the farm and the family and kind of yeah. how camp yeah. came about. What, hey, what have
1: you been up to these last uh, few years? It's been it's, it's been a wild ride for everybody.
2: Yeah, it has. You know, we have uh, we've just seen some really neat things happening with the the kids at camp that have grown up. I mean, I think last summer we looked at I think it was over half of our staff actually had been campers at some point. Mm. So it makes you feel old when you get to that point and you realize, wait this this kid was a kindergartner at one point, and now they're leading their own groups of kids. So. Wow. That's really humbling, but really encouraging as well to know that the the influence is carrying through and making a difference.
1: Yeah. Go go all (laughs) the way back to the beginning because you, um, before you started a camp, you worked at a camp. Mm -hmm. And uh, tell me about that experience and about uh, how that kind of got a hold of your heart.
2: Yeah, so I um, never went to camp as a kid. I had the opportunity when I was in college after my first semester or first year to go to uh, the Washington, D.C. area. And I worked at a a Camp Sunshine out there in a wilderness program. And I wasn't quite sure what I was doing. They kind of trained me and turned me loose. And um, I think I just learned really quick that um, the camp environment gives you this opportunity to, to be with kids on their level. Um, and it just built a lot of trust really fast with them. And, um, mm-hmm. fun, fun story I, I've shared before at some of our, our events, but, um, I was out hiking with the kids one day and I had a Tootsie Roll in my pocket that was really getting warm. And so I started rolling it into little balls. And, uh, at one point on this nature hike, I stopped, and I set him on the leaf <laughs> And I go, guys, check this out, you know, and so they all come over and, and checked it out. And I'm like, what do you think this is? And they're all like, oh, that's got to be deer poop, you know. And so we we picked it up and we looked at it and talked about it. And uh, I said, you know, you can tell what the deer are eating based off of this. And I sniffed it and they kind of looked gross. And then I popped it on my mouth and chewed it. And the boys just, you know, fifth grade boys are just freaking out at that point. Yes, yes. Um, but I turned to one of the kids next to me who had been in my group all summer. I says, here you go. You can have one. Without hesitation, this kid grabbed it, popped it in his mouth, started chewing it, and, and then he started laughing. He's like, It's chocolate, oh my goodness, and laughed. And um, it was a couple years later when I got back to that same camp. I ran into that kid and his parents, and he goes, Man, he's like, I trusted you so much. I would have just, you know, followed you to the ends of the earth and stuff. And it really hit me like, okay, I have to steward these relationships really well, mm. because you do have this ability to speak into the lives of kids and and challenge them in areas of their development and growth. And so, mm. it, to me, that really inspired me, like, okay, I, I've got a knack for connection here. Now, how can I use this? And, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's sharing the gospel through my mm. faith, mm-hmm. um, and that opened a, a great door there. Yeah. But even kids that don't share that faith, we have some really neat opportunities to just walk with them through challenges in life and help them kind of mm maybe think about the way they think about the world in in different ways so mm-hmm. it's been been pretty neat
1: now back in maryland then and you're uh now, now this is, uh, was it the same kind of age group that was there? Because it sounds like a little bit higher age group that you were started with.
2: You know, um, I worked with fifth graders oh, in okay. a satellite program, fourth and fifth grade. Um, but Camp Sunshine out there, we we ran, I think, four-year-old all the way through high schoolers. Oh, wow. So there was okay. probably, I think, it, its peak when I was there, about 1,500 kids a day wow. would come through the day camp program. Yeah. So. Suburbs of D.C., so there's a lot of a lot of kids and a lot of families. Yeah,
1: where there now, I mean, you, you've got wilderness and you've got trees and woods mm. and and all and water and all that kind of stuff. But uh, but you know, Nebraska's just not quite like yeah. Maryland is. <laughs> I imagine that it was pretty. Uh, is it was it pretty densely wooded and all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, and so in the areas that we we did some of our nature stuff, it, it was we were able to use uh, some state parks that were bordering the the church property we were at, and so mm-hmm. it just gave some beautiful. Shaded areas, the trees are huge i mean that's that's one thing I miss about that area i mean they're just you know massive trees that you can go yeah. hiking through and you you have some of those just not not down on the farm where we're at <laughs> yeah i mean hey it's it's great for Nebraska, but yeah. it is you know it's just we- it's we got uh, forests of corn, uh, yeah. which you know our our farmer is gracious enough to allow us to to kind of mow a, a track through. So we, we drive yeah. our go karts through the corn, which go. is a unique thing for Nebraska, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So I definitely love that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, now what year did everything get started?
2: So we started two thousand seven. Two thousand was our first, so first take summer. Me,
1: take me all the way back to two thousand seven, and you pitch to your family <laughs> this idea, and uh, and how. How did that
2: go over? You know, um it's kind of fun cuz my my in-laws whose farm that we started on, um they think it was their idea. So that's that's helpful cuz they were, you know, they they were excited. We their youngest daughter just got married, we we're living out in Maryland and they're like, "Can you move closer to home?" But they yeah. says, maybe you could use the old farm for camp. And so we kind of got got started, you know, mm-hmm. back in 06 in the fall. We started kind of renovating the family farm. Mm-hmm. The grandma and grandpa had just passed away. And so yep. we says, yeah, I think we could do what we're doing in Maryland out here. And so mm-hmm. we started with 15 kids in this old farm. And my um, my mom and dad came out to help us paint some of the old buildings. And they didn't say it at the time, but after our first summer, they said, Man, we thought you were crazy. <laughs> You're going to bring all these kids out here and and I think to some extent you got to be a little crazy to do do something new like that yeah. and um but it it, it worked out and mm-hmm. it just every week it had 15 kids and then it went to 20 kids and 30 kids and so it just kind of grew. We only had 4 weeks mm-hmm. of camp that summer. Um uh, but mm-hmm. most of those kids came back the next year and then mm-hmm. we thought, "Okay, this is really Really impactful, and mm-hmm. then they weren't just coming back; they were coming back for multiple weeks, and they were coming back with friends. And yeah. they were saying, "You've got to do this." And parents started talking, so that was really exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things I noticed
1: is that, you know, any place that uh, that involves kids, you know, the the minute they get there, if they aren't kind of engaged, mm-hmm. they're you know whatever they're gonna get they're gonna think about how nervous they are and how they <laughs> don't want to be there or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, but. And I don't know if you learned this at the other camp or if this was just instinctual to you, but it seems like you're, you're extremely intentional Mm. about that drop off point Mm. and that they would, but the minute those kids arrive, it's like, Hey, this is going to be a great day. And I don't think that's an accident. I think that's highly Uh, intentional.
2: Yeah, very much so. I mean, I, I have to give credit. I had some excellent training when I was young um, out in Maryland. And so there's a lot of things that were instilled in me and values um, for that. But you you just also learn like, okay, you a kid comes in brand new, they're scared. They need to right away feel connection and belonging. Um, and we also recognize, you know, for a mom who's coming or a dad dropping their kid off, that drop off or pickup time, that's all they see of the camp day. Mm-hmm. They hear the stories from the kids and all that. So we also want the parents to realize, hey, we are here for you. We are all in. And so, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not uncommon to drive in during drop off and you've got teenagers are our, our volunteer helpers they're out waving and smiling wearing crazy hats acting all goofy and silly celebrating kids yeah. high fives getting out of the car and then every counselor we train uh, very specifically during that arrival moment, what do you do when that kid gets to your table? And it's you're greeting that kid with a smile, you're introducing yourself, making eye contact, yeah. learning about them, and then helping them make a friend because camp really it's relationships, it's about connection. And so, yeah. the quicker a kid feels connected, the the sooner they're they're just off to the races having fun.
1: Absolutely. Okay, yeah. we're gonna take our first break. When we come back, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, you know you had things to do back in two thousand and seven. But you got a few more things to do in uh, 2024. Uh, so I want to talk about the evolution of, of some of those things. And then uh, and and also, a uh, big event next Wednesday. Is that right? Is Wednesday the day?
2: Yeah, February 1st.
1: Yeah, okay. We're going to talk about that. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. Talking with Jeff Kaiser here from Camp Sunshine. Uh, glad to have you along. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday on 1499.3 KLIN.
0: Keeping the topics lively and the conversation civil, this is Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499 klin
1: Rolling right along on a Saturday morning. Stu Kearns here, your host, talking with Jeff Kaiser from Camp Sunshine. And uh, it is it is February 1st, which I think is Thursday, uh, where you're going to uh, kick off already uh, sign mm-hmm. it's it's like the advanced sales here yeah. of, <laughs> of camp,
2: and, yeah. Uh,
1: so that's that's. Uh, is, 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 I assume it's online then sign up.
2: Yep, online memories dot org. Um, and at midnight we go live for registration, and people can start signing up for summer. And, yeah. which blows my mind. Like, and I, my wife's like this too. But like, people are they're getting their summer plans in yeah. order yeah. even now, which is. Amazing <laughs>
1: well you mentioned you mentioned grandparents and uh, mm-hmm. uh, my uh, office manager, uh, her grandkids love Camp Sunshine they live in St. Louis now, but they plan their summer to come back, and I think one of them I think one of their kids might even be one of your uh, whatever leaders uh, counselors mm-hmm. or whatever it is uh, the choice and uh, so that's uh, this is a this is a thing that <laughs> that not just uh, the kids but the parents the grandparents schedule like a trip just Mm. so they can be here. Is that fairly common? Yeah,
2: Yeah, it is. It's, it's shocking, uh, but it makes sense when you think about it. But yeah, we've got kids from all over the country who their grandparents live in Lincoln, Nebraska. And so Mm. it's a win-win. They come spend the week at grandma and grandpa's house. They go to camp during the day, burn off some energy and all that. And then they come home and grandma and grandpa get to hear all these great stories of what they did that day. They, they're a little tired, so they're not up as, <laughs> as late, you know, so they just got to get get some showers done and get to bed and do it all over again. But it's been yeah. a really good, positive experience for, for the kids and grandparents.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, you were saying that even some grandparents, like, they give gift certificates to their grandkids. Yeah, just so that yeah. They can, Birthdays, uh,
2: Christmas, they'll, uh-huh. they'll call us up and say, hey, I want a gift certificate for my for my grandkid to come to camp. And absolutely. We'll send it and make it happen. Wow, that's awesome.
1: Okay, now take us all the way back to 2007. You had some things to do. I mean, what what were the main activities back in 2007?
2: You know, we we didn't have really any facilities. So we had a white party tent. It was like a 30 by 50 tent that we would set up. And then we'd have to create a a makeshift stage and kind of curtains and stuff for our, our assemblies and skits. And then we had our, you know, crafts, and we go out to the woods and do some nature activities and go-karts and stuff. And, you know, some of those we consider our classic camp activities. I mean, the kids just love archery. They love go-karts um, and hay rack rides out to the woods. Um, but, yeah. yeah, as time goes on, you kind of look for new new activities that, you know, draw kids back. So Yeah.
1: Well, so fast forward over and through the years, little bits and pieces have been. But, I mean, one of the cool things there was, uh, again, in a hot Nebraska summer, we we're not ready for it right now, but in a hot Nebraska summer, a pool is mm. uh, a, a pretty nice feature.
2: Yes. How did that happen? Well, we had gotten to the point where um, camp just needed its own home. It just needed an indoor space for inclement weather when it gets crazy hot, just to have a, a reprieve from the heat to come in for air conditioning. So we built that that kind of post and beam barn that's on property is um, mm. kind of the home for camp. And just out in the back, we thought, hey, this would be a great place for a pool. We were using um, a neighbor's pool um, at that point, just a backyard pool. And then we got to the point where that just wasn't going to suit our needs. It, it didn't fit, like, commercial pool specs. And so we needed to make sure that the pool got into, you know, the right right requirements and stuff. So yeah. we built the barn, then we built the pool, and it was the best addition ever because <laughs> you got to be in the water in the summer. I just... <laughs> Yeah,
1: it's and then it's, there's also there's some astroturf around in that area and it's, so it's kind of a uh, kind of evergreen. Yeah.
2: Well, and that and, that was weird because so we had our swimming pool for a while and then when we stopped using that, we thought gosh, we need some water activities. So we we invested in some water inflatables. So, you know, kind of like your typical moon bounce, but just water slides and little pools and slip and mm-hmm. slides and stuff. Kids loved it. So, when we built the pool, we were like we don't want to get rid of these too. So we, we have a little turfed area. Um, we mm-hmm. had a, a gentleman uh, help us get us some really good cost turf. He installed it for free for us. Mm-hmm. And then it gives kids a nice place to be barefoot on an old farm on that turf and play in the yeah. water and stuff. So yeah. they get to the, use the Oasis, get wet and then they get to go into the swimming pool and play games and use the water slide and stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then there's another uh, where the big tent was then, uh, that's the latest edition. What's that What's that for?
2: That's that's our pavilion. Um, we loved the tent. It's got so many memories. But in Nebraska, high winds are just inevitable. And so yeah. we would go through a few seasons, and then we'd get some storms, and it would overnight tear the tent down. And we'd get up in the morning. We had to reset it up before the kids got there. And, you know, some some storms came through pretty bad, destroyed it. So we, we bought one that was supposedly a high wind-resistant tent, that lasted about a season, got destroyed, and we thought, okay, it's it's time to put up more of a permanent open air structure. So mm-hmm. that's where our pavilion came in, and it's worked out really well for, for us.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, so the in terms of then, so facilities create space for more activities mm-hmm. and different mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, what are what are some of the other things that you've added over the years that that uh, uh, you got a whole day to fill? Sorry. yeah
2: yeah well it's the struggle right now is trying to get all the activities in into the a week because you're like oh, my, you want them to do an activity more than once but yeah. boy there's so much to do and you yeah. know a couple of our big games kids love you know uh sport games that we do are you know gaga ball that's kind of where it's a circle ring and they're hitting mm-hmm. the balls at each other that's kind of taken off in recent years um nine square in the air is a really fun one it's think of four square yeah but it's up above and you have to hit the ball out of your square in the air and People of all ages um, can play that one, which is super fun. We still have our go karts. Um, we have at our overnight site. We built an aerial park, which is a high ropes course uh, with a zip line, and it's a kind of a one of a kind style course for Nebraska. Um, and you basically get clipped in on your own clip, and once you're hooked in at the bottom, you're you're free to play up in the air mm. and just transfer from element to element, and it's. Um, yeah there's no way to disconnect yourself, and so you get off the ground. you know these big tough guys on the ground they get up in the air they they're looking for help and assistance and encouragement but that's super fun um you know, just to challenge challenge yourselves. We've got a lot of inflatables still, we do black light games um in the evening at our overnight camp. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually, this summer, um, opened up the new Shields gym that we have, yeah. um, with an indoor climbing wall, um, and some indoor rec space for that.
1: So uh, Shields, they do this a fair amount. I mean, they've, they've been, yeah. they're, they're pretty generous with all kinds of organizations. Yeah. How did that come to pass?
2: Well, so we we're um, good friends with some folks that were connected through City Impact when they were doing their big campaign and they got mm-hmm. their gym and they just said, you know camp needs an indoor rec space and we were feeling the pressure you know when it would rain we'd stuff into the barn and it was you know really tight shoulder to shoulder and so we'd been for a long time wanting to put in a an area where if it's raining, we can still run around and play games and not destroy things, right? Mm-hmm. And so this this couple, they made a connection with us, um, with the Shields store manager at the time, and mm. sat down, had a great conversation, got invited back, met with their their leadership team. Um, a, a lot of you know folks, even um, there at Shields, their their friends and family are coming to Camp Sunshine, and so we just it kind of one thing led to another, and then we were able to apply for for a big lead gift for our, our buildings. So mm. super generous. Um, Union Bank um, did a big community thing um, last year as well. So they've been super supportive in helping that facility take shape as well. And yeah. we had our first summer in it and it, it was a game changer for sure.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, and then uh, there over the years, the other uh, opportunities have arisen. Are you still operating uh, down by Firth?
2: Yeah, yeah. So Camp Solaris is our overnight property um, that used to be run years and years ago. Um, when it first started, it was Oasis, Camp Oasis. Um, and Timberlake Ranch Camp ran it, um, and out of their generosity, they had some changing of of uh, some of their leaders and managers on site, and they just approached us and says, hey, if if you would continue to use this for ministry and for the gospel, we'll just give it to you which Mm -hmm. blew us away. And so we were able to expand out to another 40 acre property Mm. with a couple dorms and a rec building, um, in that. And so it was just, it was a huge blessing for us at that time. Um, Mm -hmm. just trying to figure out what do we, where do we go? We had a lot of little kids growing up becoming teens and they're looking for some overnight camp opportunities. And then Mm -hmm. this just, the doors opened and we were able to move into the overnight camp world as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're going to take a second break. And then when we come back, um, we'll talk about you. You mentioned this in a couple of different ways, but let's let's. Uh, it is a Christian camp, and there are. Uh, it's uh, again, it's it's for having fun and adventures, but also it's it's your faith that drives this. Mm-hmm. and And uh, we'll just talk about that a little bit in the next segment. Sound okay? Absolutely. All right. It's a friendly fire Saturday here, talking with Jeff Kaiser from Camp Sunshine, just south of Lincoln on uh, South Twenty Fifth Street, and uh, we're glad that you're along. Freshen up the coffee. We're Halfway home. We got a lot more to talk about here. Uh, we're on the Voice of Lincoln, fourteen hundred ninety nine
0: three KLIN. Interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. Friendly fire with Stu Kearns, fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN.
1: We are back. It's Friendly Fire Saturday. Stu Kearns here talking with Jeff Kaiser from uh, Camp Sunshine, and. Um, Camp Sunday—it's just again, uh, things have have grown and, and ministry grows, and we we talk about it as a ministry. So far, it just sounds like well, it's a bunch of kids having fun, which it is. Mm. That's there's, that's uh, let's just settle that right. <laughs> it's kids having a ton of fun. Absolutely, there's, there's no doubt about that. But part of the reason you got into this was your love of Jesus and your your Christian faith. And how did that how did that kind of what role does that play then? In 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 your life and in the then the what the kind of the mission of Camp Sunshine is.
2: Yeah, you know, so you know, obviously from the the Christian faith, like we have a, a mandate to go and make disciples of of all people, and you know, people just don't want to be preached at; they want to walk in relationship with you and really see God at work. And one of the things I love about the camp community is you've got. Staff members from you know sometimes different Christian backgrounds, you know different traditions, but they're all there serving the same God, loving on kids in in Jesus' name. And what we hear over and over from people are like, "Man, your staff really care about my kids. They love that. Like it's just so evident in the way that they interact, and it's really cool, you know, as as a believer to say." That's, I mean, that's awesome, but that's not us like that. You're experiencing God's love, like God's love is experienced through his people. Mm-hmm. And so that really opens the door for for deeper faith conversations with mm-hmm. with parents, with students, campers. Um, and that's mm-hmm. been a really special thing. One of the things in the last few years that we've really been focusing on is we realize our our staff that come in for the summer, you know, it's, I want to come work at a summer camp, you know, it's a neat experience. But we see God do so much in their life to discover how they're wired. Um, you know our big kind of tagline is like we we want to leverage camp experiences uh, to give people a place to belong and become and so that fun and engagement at camp creates an environment of belonging uh, when people feel accepted, they feel like they're they're part of the group and they belong there they 're willing to step out of their comfort zone, mm. and whether that's you know, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and try a high ropes course or climb up on the climbing wall. That's one element of it, but it's also, hey, I'm wrestling with some deeper questions, maybe about why I exist and what's my faith. And then we have opportunities to to walk through that and help them grow. Ultimately, we want each kid and staff to become who God has just, we believe, created them to be. And he's got a plan for them and a purpose, and we want to be a part of that journey with them. Mm. Um, we're really excited. I think we we look at our big vision is, you know, we want to unlock and unleash kingdom builders. Mm. We believe that, you know, God's kingdom is a, alive and active, and he wants us to 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 grow that. And there's just something about stepping out of your comfort zone through camp that just some—for some of our staff especially, it unlocks. Like, they see gifts and abilities they didn't know they had. Um, that's a little bit of my story. I didn't realize that I I had this knack for camp and camp ministry. Um, but once that's unlocked in you, like you just need an opportunity mm-hmm. to use those gifts and abilities. And so we really see our role is unleashing these staff to whatever their calling is. You know, yeah. not everyone's going to be back at camp the next summer. Not everyone's going to be at camp for their entire life. Uh, but. God's got a plan for them, and if they can use their camp experience to, mm-hmm. to just give them the the experiences they need, the 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 growth that they need for the next step, then man, we we love being a part of that journey. Yeah, yeah.
1: You, I like the you use the word knack because you do have a knack for this. There's there's there's, there's gifting, and then gifting has to be developed, mm-hmm. and those things you know eventually come together when you um when you work with them so young people are coming to you and they want to they they, they want to find out do i have the knack you know right <laughs> and and everybody's not wired exactly they don't need to be exactly the same but there are probably some some things that really help if you're going to be effective in youth ministry what are some of those mm-hmm. things that again kids are different people are different You need all kinds of different gifts, but Mm -hmm. but as you look at the people who say, Yeah, I think I might want to do this, what would be just a few of the things that you'd be you'd be looking for?
2: Yeah, you know, we we like to I guess we we tell our staff we want you to be at Camp Sunshine not because you're looking for a summer job. Like you approach a job, you know, I'm gonna put in my time, I'm gonna get my paycheck, and that's that's what I do. For us, like camp really is a calling. Like we want people that are like even if i don't have the experience maybe working with kids um but i feel like this is something i I'm, I'm being kind of nudged towards and i feel like god's calling to do something and step out of my my comfort zone then we want those people um you know for however many years now we've just watched our team get put together with people that you're like wow like just the way their story unfolds you know God placed them at camp for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking for those those folks. We're looking for people that are willing to do what's uncomfortable. Because I mean, <laughs> working with a group of kids all day can be uncomfortable, <laughs> and it's hot, right? Yeah. So you got to be willing to do that. A hard worker, you know, and mm. and tough, you know, have yeah. some grit in that. Uh, but also just teachable. That's a big thing with our our culture is just carrying this sense of like, I'm I'm still becoming. I'm learning. I'm growing. Mm-hmm. None of us have it figured out. I make mistakes daily, you know, and you just you try to learn from those and become better for it. Mm-hmm. So the the staff that are Oh, I got it figured out. I don't. I don't need someone to help me or teach me new things. That they don't always tend to work out so, and <laughs> stuff, you know, as much. So yeah, I, yeah. yeah, it makes a lot of sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh, there's something about the camp experience, and I just think about myself. I mean, I know even for for me growing up, it was a big thing mm-hmm. to be a part of camp, and then later uh, for a few years, I helped uh, direct you know direct just like a one week camp, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, but there is something about uh, uh okay there 's something about getting out of your normal environment and uh and again, maybe testing yourself in a few ways maybe you 're being tested by the ropes course or or by participating in a skit or something <laughs> like that um there There is something about camp that is that is remarkably different than school or neighborhood. Or all those kind of things. is there, can, you, can you put your finger on what that is?
2: I don't know if I can put my finger on it. I have fingers on a few things that I think are yeah. pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing, Well, I think it comes back to the, the safe community. Mm. I, I am surrounded by people that I don't have this pressure and fear of getting bullied or picked on or teased. Mm. So even in, in our staff training, we we talk about... I mean, we do training on on assembly, which our assemblies are songs, dances, skits, stuff like that. We have a training session to help our our leaders learn, you got to get rid of your cool card, right? We all kind of carry that around and we, we pull it out when we want to act cool or we want to save face. But when you're working <laughs> with kids, like, yeah. they're, they're nervous, right? So mm. you being, doing something silly and and acting a little crazy gives them permission to be a kid again. You know, I think Mm. kids in today's, uh, culture, they're exposed to so much that force them to carry weights and burdens maybe that kids Mm. shouldn't have to carry. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's hard for them to be a kid and just be silly and have fun. So when you got a bunch of young, young adults and, and older teenagers, just cutting loose, being silly and goofy. Now Kids, teenagers even, are like, oh, well, it's cool to not be cool now, you know. And so they kind of want to play along. And then, you know, no one's picking on and teasing each other for doing stuff. And it's a beautiful thing to see the most shy kid who coming in doesn't talk, doesn't make eye contact, doesn't just want to do anything. And by the end of the day, they are up in front of, you know, a hundred other kids acting goofy, silly, dancing and having a blast and then mm-hmm. talking mom's ear off on the way home, you're just like, okay, yeah. that's impacting um for for that kid. And I think it, it comes back to the relationships. They know that that they're secure with the people that they are there yeah. with them.
1: You know, it's funny, even as you're talking, I'm thinking, well that's what church is supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> church is supposed to be a place where we're learning, mm-hmm. we're growing, we feel safe, we we're not posturing, we're just we're just we know that people will love us as mm-hmm. we are. And and I think that's, uh, I mean, that's, right? That's what we're aspiring to do, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so why can camp camp. do it better than most churches?
2: Because <laughs> we're, I don't know, dancing? <laughs> maybe, maybe more skits in the sermon would be great. Right? Yeah, we'll no. have to
1: work on that. <laughs> but there is there is something about that, that just when somebody around you just cuts loose, mm. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, that, that's okay. Mm. That's In fact, that's that's maybe kind of expected in in a
2: a good way. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes we get too serious, right? And we get too too stuffy where it's like we have to go, you know, quote unquote, I have to go do church and there's a Mm -hmm. certain, I have to do what's X, Y, and Z and what's expected as opposed to just being a a friendly connection point for someone. And I love, I mean, I don't know if I can plug programs or not, but like, I love there's a, an episode of the Chosen uh, video yeah. series where where Jesus is connecting with kids and to see that portrayal of him mm-hmm. being playful and silly and fun. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that is a refreshing, beautiful picture of yeah. who, who Jesus is. He's, he didn't come to condemn us. Yeah. He he came to bring life, right? And so yeah. that's a, a fun picture to, to share. I think, I think camp yeah. highlights that, that aspect of, of God's nature.
1: Yeah. By the way, it's interesting. Some people really don't like the Chosen. I love it. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I think that 's no, it's not okay' it 's historical fiction mm, we 've got yep. historical anchors in there that are, that are you know in the scripture, yeah. and then the rest is but you know it 's hard to imagine it wasn 't pretty close to the way they 're portraying it you know yeah and yeah. Uh, and in particular the humanity of jesus mm. uh, i I do again, we can take it too far and uh, mm-hmm. but but it seems like it 's really being drawn from the picture that we 're getting in the Bible. Mm. Uh, So, I'm glad you like it. I like it too. One last break, then we're going to come back, do a little shameless plug, and uh, tie up some loose ends. Uh, We're talking with Jeff Kaiser here from Camp Sunshine. Glad to have you along. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday on 1499.3, KLIN.
0: Bringing you local voices to break down the news of the week. Friendly Fire with Stu Kurds on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3, KLIN.
1: Rolling right along on a Saturday morning. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. Uh, talking with uh, Jeff Kaiser here uh, from Camp Sunshine. And Jeff, it is that part of the program where every week we do a shameless plug. So
2: I say to you, plug away. Plug away. Well, yeah. summer's coming hopefully sooner than later. Right? <laughs> it's been pretty <laughs> it's, chilly. Yeah. But yeah, uh, summer's coming. Camp Sunshine registration's opening um, next week, February 1st. Thursday. Thursday. Not Wednesday. First. Thursday, yep. February 1st. Um, you know, spots fill pretty quick, um, so if, you've, if you're you sure on your dates, definitely get online and get get registered for that. Um, if you've got older teens, people interested in serving at camp, then we would mm-hmm. love to have the opportunity to sit down. And, you know, we have a, a, a good interview process, nothing scary, but, you know, just get a chance to know, like, is camp a place where you feel like you're going to thrive and where you want to be? So, yeah, definitely looking for for staff as well.
1: Yeah, that's great. And what's the website again?
2: Uh, www.campsunshinememories.org. That's sunshine with an O. Sunshine the with an son O. Son of God. There you go. The
1: uh, yeah Um By the way, so we got grandparents signing up grandkids and giving gift certificates and all that kind of stuff, and then and then as, as kids sign up, how many is it? Which is more typical that kids would sign up for one week or for multiple weeks? Are there kids who just say, lock me in, I want to be there all summer? Yeah. How does, how does that work?
2: All across the board. Um, we've got, you know, a lot of times that someone's first experience with camp, they just sign up for one week, try it out. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of times we'll see kids come back. They might come for a couple of weeks the next summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some families where it's just, it's a one week in the midst of summer. They just come one week of summer and that's it. And then. Yeah, we got kids that are multiple weeks. We have a handful that are there every week. It's it's kind of, for some families, it's their summer childcare. They're like Mm. love the idea of their kid being in a safe environment that's outdoors. It's recreation. It's energy. It's uh, great great role models around them. Man, where else would I I want my kids to be? Right. So yeah. Speaking
1: of which, there is there so you got three months of summer. On uh, the other nine months, are there other opportunities for kids, like after-school programs or anything like that? That, uh, or what? Are, what are the opportunities?
2: We're we're working on some of those things. Uh, we've over the years we've done different um, opportunities and stuff like that. Uh, we used to do a New Year's Eve overnighter um, in town at one of the churches. Um, Things like that. We we've been focusing a lot on some of our international camps um, in the mm. off season. So I don't know if many people realize, like we've been going down to um, the same community in Mexico for fourteen years now, um, mm. every year. So it's kind of this little taste of what the kids in Nebraska experience, but for some kids in uh, Mexico that is, they love it just as much as kids here. But it's it's for a week at a time, mm. um, and then actually this spring we're um, going to Zambia and we're going to be starting a at Camp Sunshine in Zambia working with an organization that they have a school that's operating for, um, kids from the slums. There's about 800 kids at their school. Um, but during school breaks, these kids go home and after break, they come back malnourished. They've experienced some difficulties in the home. And so the school has been trying to figure out ways to bring these kids back and keep them at school where they can continue to feed them and, and care for them. And one of their board members, um, is here in Lincoln and and experienced Mm. Camp Sunshine last summer. I was like, this is what our kids need. And so we did a site Mm. visit and it looks like we're going to be having a great partnership with them to, Mm. to help train them. So we're not going all the time. Our excitement is to train them Mm. to run camp during their school breaks and they can be self-sufficient and, do that ongoing so So
1: you get to go to Zambia yeah yeah wow that'll be
2: here at the end of April so we went my wife and I went last April to do a site Mm -hmm. visit and just check things out and phenomenal I mean just beautiful country wonderful culture so wow Wow, that's awesome
1: uh about five minutes left here if you as you look to the future okay from 2007 now to 2024 a lot of changes a lot of Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of development and different kinds of kids and all kinds of things going on, different properties. Mm. Uh, uh, What is there anything that that you have in mind? And obviously, you know, God has just kind of done a lot of stuff (laughs) unilaterally and uh, just opened up doors. But Mm. if you if you were were looking to the future, is there anything in your mind's eye that, you know, five, 10 years from now that uh, would be some of the things you'd like to see?
2: Yeah, we've kind of went through and restructured, I think, what our 10-year our picture is. Um, and we, we call it our our big picture, our bold in God. Like, here's something that we think we would like to accomplish, but God's going to have to have a hand in making this happen. But as we look at the history of camp and how Camp Sunshine on the farm has kind of grown up, it's kind of operated as, as this base camp that has been able to fuel two other properties in the, the county, um, international programs and stuff. And so we feel like that is a replicatable model for us and Mm. so we are in the next 10 years looking to launch additional base camps um, Mm. wherever the doors open Um, not necessarily even here i mean we look at our zambia camp as a potential base camp that then could launch additional things from Mm. there Uh, we've got some folks in um, other areas of the country that are like hey we love camp sunshine how could we start a camp in our our neck of the woods and we just, I, I think I'm at a season of life where I want to take the things I've learned, the mistakes I've made, and use that to to equip and, and train up other camp leaders mm. that then can go out and follow the call that God has in their life to, to run their own camps and their own programs. Mm. And I think if we can steward and build these base camps appropriately, those base camps can then fuel additional just resourced programs and camps. And, mm. you know, from what started as a handful of kids here in the fields of Nebraska really is having a, a global impact for the kingdom, and we're really excited about that.
1: That's super cool. There is there, you, you again, you were trained at AA Camp Sunshine, and now you've replicated it here. Is there currently, or are there just those two, how many Camp Sunshines are there right now?
2: There's um, a good friend of mine that I worked with out in Maryland. He's pastoring a church in Florida, and they just, mm-hmm. from what I understand, just launched a, a summer program down in Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, there's not that I know of in the States, but I've been Mm -hmm. a part of Camp Sunshine's um, programs that have started. Some good friends of mine um, launched a program in the Philippines. Um, They're now teaching at a mission school, sending kids out. Um, Mm -hmm. We've been to camp in Guatemala. I think we've had places at one point in Chile and China and Mm -hmm. Ireland and Portugal. I think there's a Camp Sunshine happening. And South Africa and Kenya. And so there's been different (laughs) countries over the years that, has had programs going. Uh-huh. Um, it really, comes down to just next generation leadership of people that catch the vision and yeah. are equipped to, to, to move forward into the future.
1: That it always comes down to next generation yeah. leadership, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. That's the, but uh, you, you know, you've, you've, uh, God gave you a vision and, and it's, it's come to pass. And, uh, and now I I, I love that in, in the church world, we call that church planting. Mm. We, we, we're we not just going to take care of our own flock. We're going to create another flock. Yeah. And uh, not that you, you know, obviously I, I hear you loud and clear. You'll go where God opens up the door. Mm. There, does there seem to be any possible doors and maybe in the Great Plains or in the United States that God might be opening up a crack?
2: Um, we've had some conversations with a gal um, who was with us our second summer just came and checked it out with her kids. And she's like, this is amazing. And she, her parents have an old farm that they want to turn into a camp. And, um, I believe they're in Iowa. Mm. Um, and then we've got, um, some staff members have been with us who have grown up in the Michigan area and mm. Michigan is, you know, there's lots of camps in Michigan yep. and they've looked at, you know, even what, what it would look like to work at some other programs they just, they've fallen in love with our ministry model for camping And Mm -hmm. so we're, we're even on a journey right now with them saying, Hey, we're going to intentionally develop you to be able to run your own program. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're just going to hold it loosely and see if the the doors open for a place in Michigan closer for them and their families. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all families, all from Michigan, so they could be there and still do Camp Sunshine and be close to relatives. But be yeah. kind of neat to open up something there.
1: So. The further north you go, the shorter the season. Gets... I know.
2: I'm <laughs> thinking I'd like to go south. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> might come with you to Florida here and uh, yeah. experiment around <laughs> yeah. there.
1: So. That's right. It's a uh, well. I must admit, I'm looking forward to 82 degrees. Ooh. That will be just fine. Although, you know, when it's been twenty below, and today it's like, you know, whatever. It's uh, well, it's not twenty below. It feels pretty good, doesn't <laughs> it's,
2: it? <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. I'll tell you one thing I learned from my Zambian friends, it, th- who's on the Celsius scale, oh. that Celsius and Fahrenheit are the same at minus forty. Ooh. So our wind chills got us about there. So. <laughs> They heard oh, about those man. cold temps, and they were they were like, "Wow." Oh,
1: That's... it's cold. Cold is cold everywhere. <laughs> hey, uh, Jeff, thanks for being here. today. I
2: appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity just yeah. to be a part of the program.
1: You bet. That's Jeff Kaiser from Camp Sunshine, campsunshinememories.org. dot org. Check it out. In the meantime, uh, as I always tell you at the end, think about it and talk about it. We'll see you next week.